0: Hey, welcome to the Stinky Tofu Podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Furtado, and this is episode number three. This episode's topic is about food documentaries, and I spoke to Gigi Uboma about it. Gigi is the editor-in-chief of Clever's Magazine, a magazine about entrepreneurship, creativity, and the quarter-life crisis. She's also a former food writer. And in this episode, we talk about food documentaries, who should be telling food stories, should they be professional chefs, food critics, or everyday people, and the influence food stories in the media have on our day-to-day lives and our relationship with food. This was a really fun conversation because Gigi is a personal and very good friend of mine and uh, I have to have a little disclaimer here because we spent a lot of time talking about one specific food documentary which you'll hear about but there are so many other really good ones and I do encourage you to to check them out I actually included a list in our show notes and you can check that out on our website at www.stinkytofufoodtalks.com. On our website, you can also learn more about our in-person events and our Facebook group. Also, 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 if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends and family or leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you are listening. Your support will help us get more listens and produce season two. So I hope you like it. Hey, Gigi.
1: Hi,
2: Daniela. <laughs> so, Gigi, today we're gonna to be talking about food documentaries. You are on another level when it comes to <laughs> TV series and,
1: and <laughs> Unfortunately.
2: <laughs> Whenever there's a new food-related TV series or documentary, I always hear it from Gigi first. She's like, Daniela, you have to watch this. <laughs> whatever you say, Gigi. So. Um, why don't we start with, um, how about you introduce yourself to us and tell us about your, your business, Cleverish and, and your journey with, with food. Cause I know that you used to also be a food writer.
1: Yeah. Um, well, my name is Gigi, like you said, and <laughs> I own an online magazine. It's called Cleverish Magazine. And basically it's a magazine for and about creativity and quarter life crisis, So, um, we cover topics, you know, around creativity, quarter-life crisis that help people who want to be creative, like people who want to satisfy their creative curiosities. um, We provide content to help them, to help guide them through that journey. And same with quarter-life crisis, which usually goes hand-in-hand for millennials. So, that's what Cleverish Magazine is pretty much. And for me, I'm a writer and... Um besides being creative director of Clarish Magazine, I'm also a writer and I used to be a food writer. Mm-hmm. So I've always had a passion for food and the food industry. Um so yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and food documentaries, so this was an idea that you pitched, right? something that you're passionate yes. about. Why? Yes. Why food why does um, it matter?
1: In the last year or year and a half I've gotten a lot into food documentaries. Um because I I mean, like you said, like, I love watching topics about food. I always used to watch Anthony Bourdain and, mm-hmm. you know, the older ones. And Netflix has really stepped up in producing some really good content when it comes to food documentaries. And I've learned so much. And it's made me um, look at food from a point of view that I, I never thought I would have. You know, like seeing food as an engine for culture, as an mm-hmm. engine... For conversation as a way to connect with people as a way to create Mm -hmm. you know and to even feel deeply and I've really grown to appreciate that a lot and so that's why I'm you know I'm into food documentaries like you said and um, I thought it was worth talking about
2: so would you say that food documentaries have had a negative effect on food do you think it's made it trendy or superficial
1: I would say no. You know, I think um food has always been trendy <laughs> because yeah. everybody eats. Um so <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so like obvious. Okay. Yeah, food has always been trendy. Um and I wouldn't say food documentaries has made food superficial, but it has helped to play up the restaurant industry, right? Mm, and um okay. So let me like break it down a little. Food has always been trendy. Um, But food documentaries has helped to introduce cultures to cultures, right? Mm -hmm. It's helped to like with fusion, like introducing food from different parts of the world and just taking it to all all over the world, right? So I guess trending in that sense, yes, you can say. And as for superficial, I would say no, but it has helped play up the restaurant industry and it has helped to dramatize cooking Mm -hmm. a bit I mean that's more you know reality tv and Gordon Ramsay and like you're an idiot sandwich and you know (laughs) um stuff like that um so yes food documentary has helped to dramatize it a bit and trendy in a good sense I would say you know it's helped for fusion and like um making the conversation about food, not just the food that you know in your local environment, you know, it's brought information about other types of food.
2: Yeah. It's definitely educated people and help people understand the story behind the foods, right? Yeah. And the history behind it. Um, My favorite, and you introduced it to me, my favorite food documentary is ugly, delicious. I just started watching chef's table and that's also really, really good that
1: I, I okay. really like that. Um, I'm glad you like it <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you
1: have a favorite um between both in, documentaries or in general in general um I mean my leading favorite right now will be ugly delicious uh-huh. um but that might change you know when a new documentary comes out or I've been trying to watch all the full documentaries um to do like you know more back back backward research uh-huh. maybe um, but yeah, my current favorite right now is Ugly Delicious. And I also really like Chef's Table. I think they're two very different documentaries. And Chef's Table, you know, focuses on the chef mm-hmm. and their creative journey and their life journey. And I think that's so beautiful. And it's made me look at chefs with a renewed kind of respect. Mm hmm. Um, And made me look at food and menus and cuisine with just so much respect and appreciation that it takes so much, you know, to build a restaurant, to build a menu um, and to just have your identity as a chef. Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, Chef's Table, Ugly Delicious has like it was just a catalyst for so much when it comes to my um, conversations about food. So I would say that's my leading favorite in, you know, showing um, the cultures of food, the similarities and differences and just really triggering a whole lot of conversation around food and culture. You know, it's so good when it comes to that.
2: Yeah, for those that don't know, So Ugly Delicious is a food documentary, as Gigi was mentioning, um, by David Chang. Uh, He's a Korean-American chef. And how would you describe it? He like focuses on a specific food dish, yeah. right?
1: And yeah. Each episode. Yeah. Each episode is about a um, specific food, like a common food, like pizza and dumplings and fried chicken. And each episode, he breaks down the specific dish um, to kind of talk about the history the way the menu has the way the recipe has changed the way um different people in different parts of the country and parts of the world prepare that dish and how they identify with that dish Mm -hmm. and um similarities with other dishes so one of my favorite episodes is the episode with dumplings and stuffed pasta Mm -hmm. you know um and just Me, you know, just right away, I'm like, oh my god, they look just so similar. It never crossed my mind. Um, and he starts to break it down. He goes to China. He goes to Italy. You know, and talking with chefs from these two very like cultural countries. You know, countries that pride themselves in their food, their culture, their their process of preparing, you know, dumplings and preparing stuffed pasta and it was funny how he you know kept trying to point out the similarities to this people and they're like "Uh, no it's completely different (laughs) it's like um uh italian chef you know tried was showing him how he wraps his stuffed pasta and the technique and he was so proud of it you know this like old chef with white hair and he was so proud and he's like yeah you wrap it like this you use your fingers and it was such a beautiful um presentation and after a david chang is like yeah, but isn't that the same as a dumpling? And the chef, like, he bursts out laughing, but he's like, "Get out! Like, leave, leave, leave the kitchen! <laughs> how dare you?" You know. So it just shows, um, just the pride that people take into food and the cultural background of food, how important it is to people all over the world. Yeah, I I really love.
2: I know a lot of people they they don't like David Chang because he pushes Korean food and
1: some uh, I know another podcast um delicious why not yeah
2: i I like him i i love that he challenges people's thoughts on food and i love he how he has conversations with people that are so i want to say stubborn when it comes to food yeah yeah and he he makes um he shakes her them up a bit and and Mm -hmm. tries to make them think in a, a different way he's also got a lot of criticism because he brings on people to the show that uh probably aren't maybe the most relevant. Like there was that mm-hmm. one episode where he or actually there were a few episodes where he got a white woman that was an mm-hmm. expert or a, I think she was some sort of translator on Chinese food, on Chinese food and yeah. culture. And yeah. there are other people like actors and actresses, comedians that he brings on, which makes it entertaining. But um, you know, I think in the food industry he's he's gotten like, quite a bit of criticism for that. So what do you think about that do you think that these people have the 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 rights i mean that sounds a little bit harsh but do you think they should be telling these these food stories or should we keep it to the professionals in the food industry like chefs and critics food critics and um, when food you say
1: he, do you mean the actors and actresses that he brings on board yeah okay and also people um, that are
2: not part of those food cultures like that that white woman
1: yeah yeah, okay, well, I'll address that first. So I love that documentary, uh, but one of the biggest criticisms, which you know I also agree with, was the episode about Chinese food, and he went to China to speak with a white woman who was living <laughs> in China who was an expert on Chinese food, and he's like, you're literally in the country. <laughs> you could have found someone who grew up with this and who understands it in interesting ways that no form of expat or phd food person can understand you know and in you know the world we live in today it's important to um not promote that kind of um overpowering of Mm -hmm. you know authenticity and the owners of the culture so yes that was one big criticism about that and about the celebrities i think um just to be very technical, when it comes to showbiz, you have to mix in some pa- some commercial. Like, you can be authentic. You can, you know, bring in all the PhD people and, you know, talk about food in the most um, educational way and the best way. But you have to put in some showbiz, you yeah. know. Or people are not going to see it. People are not going to be interested. Um, so there's an episode. he, brought, I can't remember his name, but he brought in this actor who was in The Walking Dead. He's Korean. And as soon as I saw his face, I literally out like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm also guilty about, you know, that. Like, I didn't care that he wasn't a food expert or whatever. Just like, oh, my God, he's right there and he's eating Korean barbecue. So... um <laughs> And there's an episode he brought in Ali Wong. She's a comedian. She's yeah. an Asian comedian. I think that's that's fine because the um, people, most of the celebrity or famous people he brought in are people from that culture. Right. So the walking dead guy is Korean. Ali Wong is, you know, Asian. And they went and they sat down and they had dumplings together and they talked about, you know, Asian food and you know its relevance in the U.S. and um, why, like why it hasn't been really seen as. Um, fine, fine dining cuisine, mm-hmm. as as opposed to Italian food that is fine dining. But David Chang, just back to the criticism, he's like, it, it should taste be better, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, yes, she might be famous, but she's you know Asian, and I, I think with her career, she has some pull to get people to listen, right. right? To get people to be like, hey, this is an issue, and you know, using her status as a celebrity it it pulls people in you know yeah. and it's kind of an authority on its own so i think that's fun
2: yeah i was just going to say the there's actually a podcast episode by the bbc is called i think it's called food chain and they were talking to people in the industry specifically farmers and um these were they, they pulled out three different farmers that had been trying to tell stories Um, oh no and there was a actually there was a Nigerian writer as well anyways he talks about the Nigerian writer I have to look up his name and I can add it to the show notes afterwards but um, the Nigerian writer he writes poetry and uses food a lot in his poetry and then these two other farmers they've uh, written books and um, and there were I think they were fiction books they were novels and so in this podcast episode they were talking about you know do you feel like they were at the BBC was asking these these three writers and and the the the, the poets and the two farmers um if they feel like they have to change this their story a bit like they have to write these novels and they have to write poetry for, in order for people to listen to them and their point of view regarding food and they said yes right like yeah you can get all the the stats and the you can get all the the best PhDs and, and researchers in the world but if you don't convey your story in an entertaining way no one will listen to you and yeah. so I think that is the advantage of having these people these comedians these entertainers uh comments and and tell these food stories as well, because, like you said, everyone yeah. eats food, everyone has an opinion of food, everyone has a connection to it, and we all have food stories that are worth listening to,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right, like you know if you have an engine to um carry your your message and um in a way that would get more people to listen, why not? yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah um
2: I remember the other day you were telling me about. I want to be delicious <laughs> show. <And Yes>. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say the name,
1: but... um, no, no because it has some of my favorite people in the world in it. Favorite <laughs> celebrities in the world in it.
2: <laughs> um, but they're trying to do... So yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm not going to mention the name because I haven't seen all of it. I saw just one episode. And you know, I, I don't think it's fair to um criticize a show you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not gonna mention the name. However, um it was very it was so there at one episode there was a scene and there's like eight people sitting around the table discussing and it's eight white men literally <laughs> sitting around the table. And I just felt like I don't know and just like we say, I think the opposite of when celebrity kind of, you know, is overused. Mm-hmm. These were all people in the Hollywood industry. And I'm like, there's nothing this people are going to say that's going to educate me in some way. Right. Okay. and So it there should out be, be a balance, I guess. Yeah, there should be a balance because it turned out to be not a discussion. About food, they were just talking about their careers. So I don't really understand oh. <laughs> what the vibe of the show is. You know, it, it has the name, you know, um, it's a food, supposed to be a food show about a chef. But um, so far, the conversations are not that poignant or meaty, you know, when it comes to food. And it's more about this guy getting to know the celebrities that he features in each episode over food right? But then they show him in the kitchen, they film the chef cooking. So I don't really understand what is going on over there. The vibe is just full of so many famous people. And so I stopped watching because I'm like, I, you know, like, it It didn't feel like a, there was less food and more celebrity
2: yeah in a another podcast episode i was talking to my name is arlette we were talking about food in the media industry so she's she used to be a chef for like 10 years and then arlette she she worked in the food and media industry now she's in academia and she just mentioned to me that over the i think it's been a total of like 20 years now of being in the food industry um it's very hard to find good content related to foods like good podcasts good uh tv shows
1: yeah. and
2: and when they do come out um it's really hard to to do better right they send the, they set the bar really really high um yeah what do you think needs to be done i mean originally i was gonna ask you do you think there's more do you think there's room for for new food documentaries but after this discussion i think there there is room it's just a matter of doing it better what yeah. do you needs to be done to beat uh documentaries like ugly delicious or just really good yeah. content out there in general
1: yeah well i i don't think the um goal to should be to beat what's out there no
2: but like what you can
1: know? what can be
2: done better is there Generation improvement of, yeah is there, yeah
1: yeah i think there's so many ways you can tell the story of food mm-hmm right and you're right when it comes to food content a lot of people just think recipes and food blogs and oh it's so much um, more than that (laughs) yeah you know it is so much more than that and um chef's table is one of like the highest you know standards right now in terms of production and the way they tell the storytelling and ugly delicious it's like it's so different from chef's Table. Mm -hmm. right so i think there are other ways that you can tell the story of food everybody has a food story either you're cooking it or you're eating it Mm -hmm. right so there's so many perspectives that the story of food can be told but to answer your question more directly um on how you can beat what's out there i would say you know you need to focus on a unique perspective that nobody is really talking about that is very educational and helpful or even entertaining mm-hmm. to food lovers right? You should um, highlight different cultures, the culture of food you know not just western cuisine, different cultures from um all over the world, different types of food, different ways food is consumed, and just even the industry of food, the farming industry. And the industry of chefs, the industry of food writers, you know, I think there's so many ways you can tell a food story. Either through a documentary, as a writer, um, on social media, you know, different platforms and outlets, there's so many ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining,
2: Gigi. It was really nice to have an editor-in-chief of magazine (laughs) <laughs> chime in no really i think you because you are a writer and and a content creator yourself you offer a very unique perspective to this right and and it's it's been really interesting to hear your point of view so before i let you go
1: um where can we find you online okay um you can find me on cleverishmagazine.com mm-hmm uh, should I spell it out? Oh, no me no, Yes. No, no, no. Oh, we'll the I'll add it to show notes. The moods, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cleverishmagazine.com, and you can find me on Instagram at cleverishmag or just put in cleverish magazine. Same with Facebook. Same with Pinterest. Same with Twitter. And that that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Gigi <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for um, the conversation. It's really great.